0: Um, I don't know if it was in that in sort of stage where all information, the universal information, but you were given information about the future, your, the future of the US, some premonitions uh, of the future.
1: It felt like that was separate from all that information. Um, mother, I think mother picked up on my loving history and the way I opened up and accepted the fact that there were generations before me. Um, she wanted to show me more. So I went with her. um, And at one point she took me, it it was a separate, it felt like a separate experience, just like she took me to listen to the choir. She took me to like, it was like a room. It felt really big. And it was dark and it was quiet. But inside this very big room, there was like a a globe and it was like the model a model of the earth and it was very intricate and it was it it looked very similar to like well the concept of like a machine and it was sitting up on a pedestal and there were two additional entities at least two and they were smaller standing close to this thing and they were like Maintaining it and working on it. So mother brought me into this place and she showed me this globe, this model, and she introduced me to these entities that seemed to be maintaining it. And then she introduced me to one in particular, and this entity was, um, it was pretty sure she she was female. It was a female almost looked like a monk. There weren't really any features except for, she she looked tall and she looked humanoid, didn't really have a face. But the way she communicated was like she was a teacher, very down to earth, very factual, very, you know, if I tell you something, I want you to understand it. Like a school teacher would kind of handle a child Um, so she, I was handed off to her and her job was to explain this, this globe to me. Um, and she told me, um, that it's, it's a place where all events on earth, uh, activities and things that are taking place on earth are stored there. It was like a time capsule is the way she explained it. So, and I believe she said something about the future and she said in the past. So, I kind of enjoyed history at that time in my life. And so I was like, oh, please show me something about the past. I would love to see something about the past. So, so she she took me, and it was like suddenly a vision opened up in front of me, and it was like I was, it felt like I was a bird flying around a very old ancient city. But the way it felt was like I was a bird. And then I stopped and I perched like in a high place and I was looking down into this city and it was obviously ancient, old city. It was mostly dirt and brick and people wearing very old clothes and there was um, like a parade, a celebration going through the narrow streets and people were very happy and cheerful and laughing and it was a carnival kind of like. And I watched it for a while, but I kind of lost interest. And I told the teacher that, um, you know, this is all very nice, but I can't really relate to it. So she said, okay, well, let's move on. I'll show you something else. And she, I believe she said something about the future. And then I go, my first thought was, am I, can you show me my future? Can you show me where I fit in in the big picture? Where do I fit in? And she said, "Well, that can be done." And she pointed down onto the globe, and she located where I was born on Earth, uh, in the United States, and she pointed down there. You you couldn't see like uh, the border lines or nothing, mm-hmm. but you could definitely tell you know continents she pointed about to where I was born. And then she said, I can, I can show you the future and I can show you where you fit. And then all of a sudden, once she did that, another vision opened up. And again, I felt like I was flying like a bird, but the focus always seemed to be the East Coast of America. Because I remember flying alone for a while and I could tell, you know, I could see Florida, I could see the Atlantic Ocean, I kind of, I could tell where I was. Then all of a sudden I stopped flying and I was on the ground and I recognized streets and a sidewalk and people. And I was told, um, if you return to earth, this is one of the first things you'll witness. So I'm standing on the ground. um, And again, it felt like a parade and there was a line of cars going through a city slowly And people were waving and cheering and very happy. And it was a great time. I could feel everybody was excited. And then all of a sudden I was shown something terrible happened. It wasn't specific, but I knew something bad was happening. Then suddenly the cars sped up and rushed away. And then I looked around and all the people around me that had been happy were suddenly crying and sad and they were full of disbelief. And I knew without, without words being communicated, I understood that the car where something bad had happened. That was the president of the United States. Wow. And um, I understood that it was Kennedy. John Kennedy, I knew it. He was the president at, even at eight years old, I knew he was our president. And then this is 1963. And um, so they showed me his assassination. Um, and when I was sick and I went into my near death, he was still living. So they told me, one of the first things you'll experience when you get back to earth is this. And I was asking, well, if um, if this is going to happen, if if, if F. Kennedy is going to be shot, if this terrible thing is going to happen, and God knows it, why isn't God going to stop it? And the explanation I got was, here in heaven, we can't interfere. We've given humanity free will so humanity makes decisions they make wrong decisions and sometimes it leads to terrible events like this and it's sad but we can't stop is what they said yeah so that oh boy that that was a tough one for me at first but then they told me we need to move on we need to show you more things um, so then it was like they were on a mission they were going to show me the future. Um, And I'll skip because they show me a lot of details about things that I saw throughout my childhood, but they they skipped until I I was told, they knew I was interested in my country. So they skipped and they said, well, when the teacher told me, when you're older, uh, these are some important things that you're going to see and you will witness. Uh, The first thing I saw was a picture of a government building in Washington, D.C., the Capitol. And um, it was the Supreme Court uh, because it had many pillars in front. And well, just about all the buildings in Washington, D.C. have pillars, but the Supreme Court, they're very unique. Or I mean, you you can tell the difference. And so I knew it was a Supreme Court building. And I was told that toward later in your life and toward the end of America's power and influence in the world, this incident will happen. Something will happen here. Um, But I don't remember them telling me what it would be. But when they skipped into the later part of my life, I was told some, some decision that's very important will be made here, and it will begin turmoil and bad things in your country. So I started talking about my near death publicly until five years ago, 2015. Um, And wouldn't you know, in 2015, there was a decision made by the Supreme Court that made um, same-sex marriage legal. And there were some really upset people here in the United States. The ones that were the most upset were related to churches, um, fundamentalist, evangelistic churches. They had based their preaching and teaching for many years against homosexuals, against relationships with homosexuals, and against the rights of homosexuals. So obviously, it was their thing. They were even busy passing laws against homosexuals. So when the Supreme Court made it okay for them to live their life like anyone else and made same-sex marriage legal, they were obviously upset. Yes, That to me was the beginning. And I was specifically told, toward the end of the power and influence of your country, these things will happen. Then it skipped and I saw a vision of Hillary Clinton. And um, they didn't tell me who she was, but I heard her voice. And in 2015, 2016, when she was campaigning, I recognized her voice. Amazing. Um, And they told me that um, this woman will run for president. And I was a little surprised. Back in 63, no woman had ever run for president.
0: Well, the thought of that, yes. Yeah, time.
1: Yeah. so uh, they said, yes, she's running for president, and she will be there with, it was put to me like another president, and I believe that other president uh, was Bill, her husband,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who had previously been the president. Yes. So um, I saw her campaigning, and um, I heard her voice, and she sounded all right to me. I, I, I thought the things that she was saying was okay. And she was even portrayed to me as being okay, like acceptable. Um, but then I was told, but she may not be allowed to lead. She may not may not become president. And something was said about laws. Um, well, that came to me later when the actual thing happened. She won the election, the popular vote, But because of laws, she didn't win. So that was shown to me. And then there was like, during this time of turmoil, there will be a lot of disruption and unhappiness in your country. And they let me feel it. I sensed it. And so my obvious question was, why are people unhappy? So they started showing me additional things. the teacher showed me the Atlantic Ocean and it was churning like it was in the middle of a storm. Um, And I could feel a storm blowing against the East Coast and I could feel water spraying so hard that it hissed. And I was told that there will be an increase in storms and that this will help make life difficult in the United States. And sure enough, in the last 10, maybe 20 years, there's been an increase in storms um, I saw a little, a little boat trying to stay afloat in all the waves, just barely keeping afloat. Um, so I saw that. <clears throat> and then another reason why life would be more difficult during this time, our country was waging war. And I saw a visual of like an armada of many ships and military might leaving the country off the East Coast to go across the world to wage war. And I saw American troops fighting over in the desert, in a desert region, uh, the Middle East. And I saw heavy fighting, damage, people dying, just horrible things. And I sensed the people that living there saying through their hearts, Why do we have to go through this? Why is America doing this to us? They need to leave us alone. Um, So I understood that um, America was waging war and it wasn't considered a good thing at all that it was causing a lot of disruption and it was hurting people back home. There was that. Then I saw pockets of people along the East Coast, mostly where you would see big cities located. It was like concentrations of people dying. And where they were dying, it was like when a person dies, there would be a light and then their spirits would float on. So when I saw a concentration of lights, that was a concentration of people dying all at once. So I saw these pockets like around cities where people were dying, people were struggling to stay alive. Back then, when I first started talking about this, like five years ago, I assumed it was because of the storms. But you know, now that COVID has hit, it's possible that I was shown people dying because of sickness. Wherever there's concentrations of people that's where you find a lot of people getting sick. Interesting. So, you know, so I saw that. Then from there it skipped to, we had a, a bad leader, an angry, vile, hateful president. And I saw, I saw this man being very disruptive, shouting at people, shaking his fist, being angry and disruptive. And I saw that he had blonde hair. I don't necessarily recall his face, but I did recall the blonde hair. And I saw him arguing with people, and I saw fighting in the streets that he was triggering. And I asked the teacher, how did this man become our president? Well, Then I was shown a vision of the Bible. Um, It was a graphic explanation. So I saw a vision of the Bible and then I heard a voice explaining to me that this is the path that humanity will take through history. And it looked like a bar graph within the Bible, flowing, dividing, additional lines going down. So I saw the history of humanity from the beginning going down through the pages, stopping, splitting, more lines, going on and on and on. I saw some of the lines jump out of the Bible and land in old Europe where there was the development of churches um, like the Catholic church, but there were other religions too. Um, Then I was shown that um, those churches now established with the rules and their traditions, their beliefs were going to come to America with migration of people, which is exactly what happened. Then from there, a line shot out of the Bible and went down into the deep south of America, the southeast. It's called the deep south.
0: Right.
1: And that's where evangelistic fundamentalist churches are very heavily involved in America, American culture. Then I saw churches, uh, schools, uh, complexes of buildings, all related to these churches growing and developing and spreading. I saw lots of people involved. And I understood that these, I was told these, these churches will become quite evil and they will be the reason why this president is elected. And I understood at that time, what I was basically told was that um, they're very evil because they are telling people who to vote for in the name of God. And I knew that to be a very major sin that they would do that because religion has no place in politics. Yes. But that's what they did. But not only that, I was shown that they were begging for money from the old and the feeble um, to fund their great churches. Um, That They were involved in establishing laws um, through their interpretation of the Bible, which is wrong and evil. Um, I got the general perception from all of that that God was not pleased with them at all. So that explanation was given. And I was pretty much told um, to stay away from them. They're, they're not good. Okay, from there. Um, I saw the um, angry president uh, causing fighting and demonstrations in the streets. And people were getting hurt. And then the vision skipped and I saw this president in the Oval Office and he was nervous and he was standing behind his desk and then he would get up and he would walk around his desk and he was talking with somebody. I couldn't tell who that was, talking with somebody. It was another man. And then he'd go back and he was sitting at his desk. And it was like he was anticipating something. Um, Then he would get up and he would go out into the hallway. It was like he was expecting people to come and he was waiting for them. And um, he did that a couple of times. And then finally they came. And uh, there was like three or four men that came looking for the president. And they came into his office and they confronted him. And they were like officials. They removed him from the office. They took him out of the White House and they took him outside. And it was like a graphic demonstration of they pushed him out of the White House. He had to leave. And then it skipped. And then it showed him. And he was like, he was no longer in his suit. It was like he was wearing street clothes, more comfortable clothes. And he was um, in Washington, D.C., in front of a government building on the steps. And he was in front of a microphone, or a microphone was in front of him, I should say. And he was yelling and shouting and getting crowds riled up. And he was shaking his fist. And he was telling them to fight, fight, fight. Then after that, I saw major demonstrations all over the country and people fighting. So there was something to do with the way he was removed from the office. It appears they got people angry and upset. Something about the way that was done. So I've had people ask me, did he lose the election? <laughs> well, I guess you'll just have to-
0: Wait they didn't and see. Tell me
1: that. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so, fighting goes on for a while Uh, disruptions then i saw this angry president encouraging people to fight one more time and he was shaking his fist suddenly something strikes him like he becomes comes ill i saw him like clutching his chest and he couldn't breathe and then he was in the center of like a spiral like a tunnel and he sank down into it and it took him away And I understood that to mean that um, he's gonna get sick or possibly pass away. But then the vision skipped again and I saw him in a hospital surrounded by family. And when I think real hard about who was standing around him in that hospital bed, I think one of them was Melania. (laughs) I remember a woman I think one of them was Melania.
0: Mm, Big statements.
1: Um, I didn't hear anything they were saying, but they were all very sad. But he was out of the picture. He was no longer, I wasn't shown another thing about him, but the fighting continued. Um, So I saw more demonstrations. Um, And then I I was shown some of the demonstrations, there was something important about them they wanted me to see. I saw people within the crowds who were demonstrating, who were being real disruptive. And the best way I can describe them was they were like black shadow people. And, excuse me, not not the race, not black people per se. As in a negative. Black shadow, right. Black shadow people as in evil, Uh, no love, empty hearts, and they were encouraging people to fight and be violent and to be destructive. So anybody that's watching this that has an interest that maybe you're someone that participates in demonstrations because you you want change in our country, that's fine, demonstrate, you should demonstrate, but avoid the black shadow people, avoid the people who want destruction and fighting if you see somebody encouraging destruction, stay away from them. Completely. Avoid the
0: violence, which is what was one avoid, of your, in your life review.
1: Avoid the violence, exactly. And then from there, it skipped. And I saw demonstrations around a building that it looked kind of like a tower. It wasn't really tall, but it, it was kind of tall. So I guess you could call it a a sky rise. Um, and it was in a major city, and I saw demonstrations going on around this uh, building, around the base of it. I saw the black shadow people again, and they were acting covert. They were hidden. They didn't want people to know they were there. And it was these black shadow people that somehow break into this building and they go up into it, and then they go up a few floors. And then I saw an explosion, lots of damage, lots of people being hurt or killed. And um, so I turned to the teacher and I was asking, what is going on here? What, why is this happening? What's the significance of this building? And the answer I got, <clears throat> When I, when I think real hard about the room that was uh, damaged, that exploded, I saw wires and junk hanging from the ceiling, cables. Um, I saw like a desk with chairs behind it and um, everything was black and blackened um, from the explosion. And the word I got is, this is a place of communication. This is a place where information is shared. So I believe what I saw was a TV studio. And the word media comes to me, but that's a modern word. I don't think they would have said media back, to, back then. I don't think they would have said that word. But it makes sense. It fits. Um, So I was asking, why are these people so upset? Why would they want to explode this building? Why would they do this? And I was told they're being lied to. They're angry because they don't know the truth. They're believing lies. So um, I'm not certain, but geographically, if if I try to point out where I saw this located, um, Atlanta. It seems like it was Atlanta, Georgia. And wh- what building is a tower of communication? Yeah. I hate to be that specific because it sure didn't feel like they were being specific, but I'm trying real hard to give people an idea of <clears throat> where this might happen. And I know that CNN has a tower in Atlanta. So um, it's very possible that that's the place. And, and uh, CNN, if you're listening, if you're watching this, you know, take care, <laughs> protect yourselves as best you can. Um, so, all right. So I saw this destruction and it was about this time. I saw the introduction of, it was like there was an investigation going on. Um, people asking, why did this happen? Why was this allowed to happen? And that's when I noticed two men, I believe they would have been in their, well, I'd, say, I'd say they're in their 30s. Um, they appeared to be leaders. One of them had dark hair and the other one not so dark. The one with dark hair seemed to be involved with these black shadow people it was like he was recognized as their leader. Mm -hmm. And people were asking him, why was this destruction taking place? And uh, this dark haired fellow was laughing, like he thought it was funny. Um, He was laughing about it, like, well, what do you expect? Uh, These sorts of things happen. And he was also saying, not my problem, not my fault. He wasn't taking responsibility, I think, but people wanted him to, is the way it appeared. So that person didn't come off to me as being a good person at all. And then it was about this time I started sensing, or I guess I saw, there was an army developing in the western half of the United States, developing and growing And I don't know who they were. I don't know if they were American or if they're from another country. I couldn't tell you. So I I was never told who this army was. Um, So I don't know if they were American or if, you know, in response to all the disruption and demonstrations, violence in the streets. or if they were from another country, I I have no idea. But I saw this army developing. And um, so the uh, violence um, demonstrations intensified and um, at some point I was told that um, America was about to enter another civil war. And there was conversation with the teacher I had, where, um, well, I did see, this is something new, I did see black people demonstrating in the streets. And I believe that's when the Civil War was mentioned because I saw black people demonstrating um, and they were very unhappy. And something was said about a civil war and I asked, why are they so unhappy? And I was told, because they're not free. And I didn't understand at first. You know, At eight years old, I was told that after the Civil War, they were supposed to be free. They were supposed to have the freedom to live their lives as much as anybody. And I didn't understand why they didn't feel free. But then, yeah, also, I need to tell you, though, that part of the country where I grew when I was a child Uh, that was central, uh, well, I can tell people, I was born and raised in Nebraska. Very few black people. I actually, I didn't see a black person or meet one until I was a teenager. And that was just because we visited a major city and I saw one in a store. (laughs) So I was surprised to hear that um, there would be another civil war, but then I was told, and it will be worse than the first one. And the reason why these uh, black people are demonstrating is because they're not really free. Uh, They're not treated well. It really surprised me. So um, I think a lot of us here in America, we've been going with a lot of assumptions about freedom and how great our country is. And we haven't been told the truth. (laughs) It's not been as great as for a lot of people. And we didn't know. And it kind of makes me feel guilty to find out later. Um, so I saw a continuation of fighting and demonstrations. And I, I did see at times people were getting hurt really bad. And I didn't appreciate seeing all that at all. I, it seemed awfully violent. It just seemed so wrong. Uh and then eventually, things got serious enough uh, that the army in the West approached the East. And I could tell there was like a dividing line in the, in the United States, and it was like down the middle. And um, so East and West was being demonstrated to me. And it looked like it went along the lines of the Mississippi River, which is pretty much, it does pretty much divide the country, east and west. So the army from the west was approaching the river. And then I started seeing battles and severe fighting, a lot of fighting, a lot of destruction, a lot of people being hurt and um, at times it was so intense and so destructive. I just couldn't stand to view it. Um, I turned away. I stopped watching a few times, Um, but it just kept playing on and on and on. Then I saw the army um, pretty much invade the East as the battles continued. And um, Then something important was pointed out to me, and it was like a building. And it looked to me an awful lot like a government building because it seemed to be uh, stone, fortified. The structure was very, very strong. Uh, I wasn't, I don't remember being told what the building was. This one was not a tower. It was more flat and stretched out. It's possible it was a government building. And I understood that there were activities inside this building that were wrong, evil, uh, destructive, uh, bad leadership. And the Western Army overcomes this building and invades it and stops the activities there. And then I saw something. It looked spiritual. Uh, A graphic description of it looks like, well, I knew there were people dying inside this building because there was fighting. But it looked like a large ghost of some kind rose up out of the building when it was destroyed. And to describe it, what it looked like to me, it looked like a monster. It was like a demon, and it was black, and it was evil, and angry, and powerful, and it rose up out of this building, and it was laughing. Um, it was very happy about the destruction, and the damage, and the killing. It lived for it. It existed for it, but it couldn't stay there any longer. The building was destroyed and this thing, this spirit rose up and went away and disappeared. But then after that, it was like the fighting really died down. Um, People weren't so angry anymore. And they didn't, they didn't want to hurt anybody anymore. It was like close to the end of all the fighting. Um, And then it was like the war kind of ended then. Um, But you know, I did see something else. And um, now this came to me in a very intense dream after um, I became an adult. And this has been within the last six months to a year. I still have visions that tell me that things are gonna happen. Well, I had a very intense dream that involved, it looks like possibly an earthquake in the middle of all this fighting. A major earthquake, I believe, because I saw water, a lot of water. And uh, it looked like it was located somewhere between Iowa and Nebraska. So the only thing I can figure that would cause a lot of water would be something like an earthquake, major destruction. And then I saw a lot of people all at once, like in a city, drowned, die, completely overwhelmed by the water. And um, all at once, it's just disturbing and sad. And I hope it doesn't happen. I really do. That would be a terrible thing. So the fighting finally comes to an end. Then I saw um, a young man and he was in the eastern side of the, he was close to the east coast, Maybe somewhere around Georgia is the way it felt. And he was sitting around a lot of destruction um, around a shelled-out building, and he was wondering, why did all this have to take place? Why did so many people die? And why did we believe so many things that were wrong that caused us to fight when it didn't do us any good? It caused nothing but destruction, disruption, It killed people. It didn't have to be this way. I felt a lot of remorse coming out of this young man. And after that, I saw people starting to try to put their lives back together again. There was some picking up, some um, development again, some putting things back together. Trying to make life good again. Yep. And I saw that going on. Um, but then, shortly after that, I saw. Well, like our government had changed, and it wasn't like the same America that we always had before. Like, there was an attempt to make this the new America. Like all that destruction in the war completely made it necessary for our government to be changed. Something else. Now I don't know if it's because our country was overwhelmed and not only did we lose the civil war, but we were overwhelmed by another country. Therefore we had to reform our government or if it was because there was recognition that how our government had acted before, needed to change. But it was like a revision. It was the new America. Mm -hmm. But then again, I saw disruption again. Um, And it was like fighting started again. And I remember thinking to myself, why? Why this cycle of fighting and destruction again? And then it was after that I saw a huge explosion. Um, and this explosion happened, it looked to me like the corner of Wyoming and Montana, about where Yellowstone National Park is located. And the explosion looked like a mushroom cloud, like an atomic bomb. Or I suppose it's possible, there's a caldera, it's called a caldera in uh, Yellowstone, Okay, well, scientists have predicted that uh, the caldera, it's like a volcano, Right. Uh, it's about due to blow again. And um, so it could be the caldera explodes. But what I saw, the actual explosion, it was like a mushroom cloud, like a hydrogen bomb. So it's huge. Um, and then at the base of the explosion, I saw a ring of white. So like with the initial explosion, like a bomb going off, the ring of white would have been like a wave, a powerful wave leaving close to the ground. And it was a ring of white that expanded across the continent. Now, I, I saw this from the perspective of the East Coast, but that ring of white reached all the way to the Atlantic Ocean. And I understood that everything in the path of that ring humanity was being wiped out destroyed gosh now here's here's something that I haven't mentioned before and it almost seems like there was an angel floating close to the mushroom cloud and it was white and it was angelic and it was there hovering over it and It wasn't like it was angry, but it seemed to be tied like somehow, I don't know how to put it. It was almost like the angel had decided that it was time for this to happen. That's the way it felt. And then after that, I could look down around, I was hovering again, and I could look down around all the chatter And the activity and the um, vibrations coming off the surface because of humanity it was all gone there was nothing it was silent and it was quiet but it was good it it felt like it was good
0: so it was the end of the world as the end of earth as we know it or humanity
1: I hate to say that because I I mentioned that once before to somebody that was very religious, and they scoffed and they said, "Everybody knows the end of the world will be triggered in Jerusalem. Okay, that's where the final battle is going to be, Armageddon. You know and
0: Well, you're only experiencing what you've seen, so
1: yeah, I'm only describing what I saw. So. <clears throat> Anyway, there was no longer, I understood it, that there was no longer any life down on the surface. Very quiet and peaceful. And then I saw things growing again trees, uh, trees growing quite large and beautiful and, and full. And everything just filled in and became very full of life again. And it was beautiful again. Um, and then the uh, teacher entity showed me uh, like a tribe of people again, that life would return to the continent. Mm. And the teacher showed me, it was like a tribe and they were very far in the east. And again, I keep mentioning Georgia for some reason, but Georgia's on the east coast, or it could have possibly been the Carolinas, which are a little bit north of there. I saw a tribe of people living very peaceful lives, very simple lives. Uh, their clothing, they, they resembled uh, Native Americans. Very, very simple clothing, uh, very peaceful, happy. And then the teacher explained to me, so you see, Ken, what has happened here, it's, it's a cycle. All the destructiveness of humanity All the fighting, all the anger and frustration, it's gone now. Now things are better. Um, Those people were very loving and loved each other and helpful and very spiritual. And I got the impression they had enhanced enhanced spiritual powers. They were godlike is what it felt like to me. So I believe what I saw is humanity right now, before the war, we're on the cusp of a great elevation. Um, We've, I mean, humanity has come to a point, it's time for us to grow. We're gonna go beyond this destructive phase. And when all this is over, the cycle is gonna be complete and humanity is going to develop beyond what we are today. And we're going to have spiritual powers. We're going to be more godlike. And I believe we're going to be more like Jesus. Because Jesus we said, are eternal. We are eternal. And we are godlike. We just haven't been very good at developing it.
0: I'm sorry Jesus I interrupted said, you. Jesus said yes, please. <laughs> sorry.
1: That's all right. You didn't really interrupt me. So Jesus said that um, people will be able to uh, do miracles just like him. But it it takes a connection to to God to do it. I believe he said that we would be able to move mountains too. So I believe that's what I saw. I saw the next phase of humanity. I saw the level that we're going to move into up to. It's definitely a movement up. So going back through history, the old model, the competitiveness, the mistrust, the greed, the fighting, the stealing, um, fearing people who aren't like us.
0: Yeah, fear. I believe
1: that's going to end. If we're to be more godlike, we have to be more loving and accepting and caring for our brothers and sisters. I believe we'll be able to heal each other. I believe we'll be able to grow better crops. And we won't have to work so hard at it. It will be automatic. Because we will be living more in accordance with God's power. I think that's what we're, we're evolving into. I don't know why we have to go through the destruction to get there. I don't think we should have to. I think if people would understand that there's a better way to be, I don't believe the war actually has to take place. I agree. Why can't we love each other now? Why can't we take care of each other now?
0: (sighs) And interesting about the shadow, the the dark shadow people that you mentioned not to be influenced by um, others. You know stay true to your heart and and i think everyone knows what's right
1: yeah so i was i was told that it was like a cycle and when the cycle ends then everything will be better it felt like all the evil destructiveness the stuff that humanity had been doing had been cleansed wiped out and we evolved and we moved up another level Um, And I saw that going on for a long, long time. And it was beautiful. And then beyond that, the presence of the sun became more and more powerful and glowing hotter and hotter and hotter. And then that was the end of the vision of the future. Wow, Ken, thank you
0: for sharing that. that (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, you're welcome. Those visions, I really appreciate you being so open and honest um, and, and describing it so beautifully. And then I have to ask mm-hmm. what happened. And you've obviously returned to your physical body because I'm here. I believe I'm here talking to you now.
1: Yeah, I exit. <laughs> Pinch myself. <Yeah>, You're real.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm real. Um, so, mother came back into the picture mother returned and um, she took me from the teacher and she talked to me and she said well she actually had a discussion with the teacher about me and mother said i think some of well it was implied that some of the things that i saw were too much and mother was concerned about my well-being And the message I got was, if or when you return to earth to your life, I remember that what was communicated was, I do not want you to be a prophet when you're a child. So I am going to erase some of this in your consciousness or your memories. So you can't remember this at first, not until you're older and you can deal with it. Because if you remember this when you are a child, your life is going to be very difficult. Mm -hmm. So, um, she reached somehow, I could feel it. I could feel like a hand inside my mind, inside my consciousness, just sort of moving and pulling and stretching and um, erasing. That's what it felt like. So... These expanded memories of my near death, um, when I came back, I I remembered relatives, and I remembered happiness and love, and I remembered all those things. And I always knew they were there. But the part about the future, I didn't remember that until I was about 23 or 24. I was dreaming, and I had a real intense dream, and God came to me in my dream. And he called out my name. And he's, and it was like a visual. And then I was like in my hometown church and God called out to me and he said, Kenneth, Peter, Let!" And it just rumbled, just (laughs) roared. I was hiding behind the back pews and I looked at myself and I was naked and I was embarrassed. (laughs) and God said, will you come to me, and I saw myself naked, and I was like, what is going on here, and I said, "Um, no, I don't think so, because I don't think I'm ready, and then immediately the dream ended, but after that, my memory, my expanded memory of everything I'd seen during my near death, it all came back to me just but still, over these years, I'm. that was when I was in my 20s. I'm 65. Details are still coming to me.
0: Fascinating.
1: Sometimes in dreams, or sometimes just a session like this where I'm talking, mm. details will start coming to me, and I'll remember.
0: It's so interesting. Often when and, people have a need of experience, They certainly do come back with gifts, but it's like you've tapped into some level of consciousness that you're able to see these Mm -hmm. um, future Mm -hmm. visions, which my belief is that the past, present, and future is all now anyway. Yeah. Nobody
1: has really shown an interest in my telling any of this stuff until recently. In the last few years, I've started opening up and talking about it more and more people are asking me for details and, and they want to know what do you expect will happen next and how bad will the destruction be and how many years will the war last and all that. And it's really hard for me to... I guess you'd have to go to heaven and, and be shown things like I was shown to understand that timelines and timetables and years and all that that just isn't shown. You, yes. you don't feel it.
0: You don't know it. Because there is no time.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, um, I can tell you, too, that um, for those who really would like to have a, a some sort of semblance of time as far as the Civil War goes, during all the fighting, um, the visions. All the destruction it was stopped like three different times it was stopped by the teacher and she would stop the visions and then she would ask me what will you do here because she showed me what I would look like during the fighting. She showed she told me I would I would witness this but she told me what I would look like and she showed me I look like me right now and she showed me that um, I would be concerned and vocal about all the fighting. But she stopped the vision and she asked me like three different times, what will you do here? Or what will you do there? And it seemed like my answers always fell short. Um, I, even a- <laughs> I even asked if I should, uh, because of my knowledge of all this, I asked if I should get involved in politics. And the answer was absolutely no. <laughs>
0: Well, there's other ways to spread your um your messages as well. Doesn't have to be yeah. in politics.
1: I guess maybe perhaps with my forewarning and my knowledge becoming involved in politics, it just wouldn't fit. It wouldn't mm-hmm. work. And probably nobody would believe me anyway. They would call me biased and controlling and who knows what.
0: Well, Kenneth, let that so, I'm pronouncing it properly. <laughs> what it's, it's just fascinating and interesting and miraculous. And, you know, you've just spoken. So as I said, openly and honestly, and I really appreciate it. Is there any other message you'd like to uh, offer the Passion Harvest audience?
1: There was one more vision that I've had within Well, this happened around 2015 when I first started opening up about the future. I had a powerful dream one night, and it was uplifting. Finally, something good.
0: (laughs) Yay. Um,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I saw an urn. I call it an urn, but like a a vase. Something like you. The shape of it was like something you would put. It was classic, like you would put flowers in it. I saw an urn in space, rotating. It had multiple flat sides on it. It had a cap on the flat sides. there were like words, but it was a language I didn't recognize. So it was more like hieroglyphics. And they were on those flat sides and the urn was slowly rotating. The message behind it was, Great knowledge is coming to humanity. Great knowledge and understanding is coming to the earth. And when, you, when humanity receives it, they will be delighted. They will be uplifting and they will be very happy. So throughout all this sharing I do of communicating what I saw of all the destruction and the upheaval and everything, I keep saying to myself, it's like a... Quiet and silent prayer within. Can we have the knowledge now, please?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it possible it would prevent us from fighting? Yes. Could we stop the war? I would love that. Because it felt like the knowledge was spiritual. <clears throat> I would like that a lot.
0: <laughs> me too.
1: Believe me, everyone that's listening, you don't want to go through this war if it happens we've taken the wrong path why can't we why can't we why can't we elevate and be stronger and better in god's light without the fighting why can't we elevate because we focus and purposely try to be godlike why can't we do that i don't see why we couldn't
0: anything's possible uh, ken thank you so much for being on passion harvest it's been insightful and what what a journey you had that's for sure and what experiences and what insight you shared with us thank you so much
1: thank you for having me
0: okay it's been an absolute pleasure (laughs) bye ken bye-bye that is the end of our passionate episode thank you so much for listening and please subscribe leave a review tell your friends and spread the passion as always Every day, may you be more and more passionate.